Hey, y'all. Yeah. Hello. Guess who's back, bitches? Can you tell that Latifah, like, just woke up? Um, I kind of did. Yeah. I went to bed at, like, 10.45. It is currently 11 o'clock, and I woke up at 10.06. So. Why are you so tired? Um, I think it's because I'm on my period, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. My period makes me fatigued, but also I've been watching a 14-year-old boy for the last two days. Um, so that might be it, but I don't really think that's it. I think I was just overdue for a long sleep. Hmm. Okay. I, Rat slept for 11 hours, too. Anybody question her? Um, yeah, I will question her in a bit. Oh, okay. Um, hey, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Um, yeah, so we took like a two-week break, um, because I don't know why, I can't remember. I think we were just busy. Um, it was like, Marge is super busy for me with like a lot of birthdays, and then last weekend, I just think we we're like, do we have time to record this weekend? We're like... Not really. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But you know what? Sometimes people have to take breaks, okay? Yeah, bitch. Also, we're almost by our season finale. I don't know what episode that will be. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how many how many episodes do we have last season. Usually around like 20-something. Let me look. Wow, 20-somethings. SZA. Um, yeah. Let me look. Let me look. Okay. While Latifah's looking, welcome to our show, Cupcakes at a Funeral. Oh, this is a show. Oh, okay. Oh my god, ew. Oh, That's triggering for me. Um, <laughs> That's me. Ew. Uh, this is a show where Latifah and I talk about whatever. whatever sometimes we don't talk about whatever because sometimes we don't record. Per. Oh. <laughs> sometimes only the group chat sees it. Sometimes you guys see it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, we usually... What? I just thought of my rant. Oh. Okay. Um, so usually we start off with a purr and snap. Um, that is a segment where we talk about um, things that we have been liking. So what have you been liking, Tifa? What have I been liking? Um, okay. So I think I told you about this. Um, okay. About six years ago. There's some, Obviously there's a backstory because there's no straight answers with me. Surprise. She's um, like, it all started in 1997. <laughs> it all started in 2016. Harambe was just killed. Ew. I was on Tumblr. I was on Black Tumblr. That's a thing, just like Black Twitter. Um, oh, I know this story. Okay. Yes. So I actually joined a group chat six years ago with like a bunch of people. I don't think any of us were Tumblr famous. Like I for sure was not. Um, maybe like a couple. You a couple wish you were. I really wish I was, but I wasn't. Um, and we started a group chat and we've honestly carried on for a long time, probably for like the first up until like 2018, 2019, maybe. Um, and then a couple of us, we ended up just making like a text group chat. So we've been in a group chat for the last year and a half, two years, maybe. Um, and one of the girls in the group chat is pregnant with her first baby. She's due late May, early June. Um, she might have a Gemini, but like that's okay. We still love that baby, so that's fine. Shout out to you, Nick. But we we're actually going to meet up in less than a month. So I'm actually I bought a plane ticket. I'm going to fly down to Atlanta, meet up with the two people who live in Atlanta. We're going to drive to South Carolina. We got an Airbnb for the weekend. And I'm going to meet my friends that I met online six years ago, which sounds very scary, like predatorial, like, oh my gosh, don't do that. But 
I mean, I've been talking to these people literally every day for like the last five, six years, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's my plan. Snap. I'm gonna meet my internet friends. When Bye. when is this trip? Um, it is April eighth through like the eleventh. Mm. Wait, that's like so short. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's like it's just days. a weekend trip. I mean, like all of us work, um, so it's kind of like the baby showers that weekend. So I'll have like a day roughly like a full day between like when I land in Atlanta and when I'm in Atlanta before I leave. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really just flying to Atlanta to meet up in Northern and drive to South Carolina, which is like a three hour drive. Um, and then we're will you be in Atlanta at all? Um, like a good time? yeah. Cause we're going to come back Sunday and then I leave Monday afternoon. So I mean, I'll probably have like a day to myself. Mm, okay. Um, and just do that. Sounds so. like fun. Go see it. Yeah, you guys, let's see if it has a secret life that nobody knows about. It's not a secret life. <laughs> it a secret internet life. It is a secret internet life. She just it's doesn't. Really it is. Actually, because I knew about this, but then I was like, okay. That's not a secret. Like, it's funny because f- we FaceTime. Like, we do group FaceTimes time to time. Um, and we used to do like Google circle. Like we've been consistently like chatting for a, a long time now. Like I don't I think about people I met six years ago and four friends and a lot of them were not. So like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I, I think like they've always been consistent and we've always talked about a meetup and mm-hmm. it's just never like flushed out. Uh, but like a couple of people have met up. I have only met one person in like. She lived in Minnesota, so we met, like, once. We just happened to both be at the Mall of America at the same time, and we hung out for, like, an hour. Mm. And then, like, she just wasn't in the group chat. She, like, left the group chat, like, not doing Dang. Anything. So I was like, whatever. Um, Are you nervous? Um, to make a first impression? I mean, you know each other. No. Yeah, because, like, I've spent so much time talking to them, and, like, we've had deep conversations, and we've had, like, stupid conversations, just like any normal friendship um, or, like, friend group. But it's weird because I've never, I know everybody's taller than me, but I've never, okay, I made this joke because, like, all the guys that are going are, like, six foot or taller, and I've never been around that many six foot tall people, like, at once, because, like, everyone here, everyone I surround myself with is, like, 5'10 or shorter, so, like, there's a couple people, but, like, consistently, I'm like, dang, and I'm, like, 5'3", and, like, the girls are taller, too, so I'm just, like, I'm just gonna be the shortest person there, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Fucking small fucking, bitch. Yeah, I'm a small baby. Um, are you closer to like ooh drama? <laughs> are you closer to like some of them versus others? Are you um, all in a group chat though, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely closer to a couple of them more than others, but like I think that's natural. I think yeah, it just kind of happens. Um, but I think it's just kind of been just like any other friend group. Like you get close at some points, and then you kind of fade away at some points. Are you closer to some people during other times? Like, um, for example, we've had, like, numerous, like, couple breakups throughout that friend group. Like, with their significant others who aren't in the friend group. So, it's, oh, like, okay, okay, okay. being supportive during that times or just, like, checking in with people on their mental health. Hmm. Um, they were really supportive and, like, concerned when I was going out in, like, 2020 um, and going to, like, protests and stuff. But mm-hmm. when I talk about, like, yeah, I have a friend that's a black teacher in Atlanta, like, that's what I'm talking about. Or, like, mm-hmm. I have a friend who lives in Florida and is doing this. Or I have a friend who lives in Colorado. And, like, I have a friend who had to sleep at the Capitol during the Capitol riots. Like, that's that friend group. So. Mm. Yes. 
they're all really nice though so i'm excited to like finally meet them i'm excited to go eat barbecue in south carolina i'm excited because i was like we have to throw down at brunch because i want to throw down at brunch with them because like i feel like that's a very not a black thing but i feel like the black community really does enjoy brunch and like getting drunk for brunch more than others in like a really bougie way like people here will do it and be like do it off mimosas but like i don't know it's just like a very bougie thing and like half the group is kind of really bougie and like we're just trying to have a good time after like not meeting up with each other so i'm excited to see what that door opens and like all the other things you know mm-hmm. i'm excited yay yay what's your pardon snap for this oh. last couple of weeks um it's uh two two things i think um one is um i've been watching this um documentary called uh the secret life of playboy um, oh i heard that was good i haven't seen it but i've heard it was really good yeah it's really good um i like it a lot i like it because um, i used to be obsessed with girls next door which was a show about the playboy mansion um and it followed uh holly bridget and kendra um and i really liked them a lot um, when i was young We're and gay obsessed. yeah um yeah, I don't know why I thought that was such a good show, but I thought it was such. It, I thought it was a good show. Um, so it goes into like the life of Hugh Hefner and like all the crazy stuff that happens and like all that stuff um, and the controversy that whatever. Um, so watch it. I think it's really interesting, and I do love like true crime documentaries. So I think that's why I like it. Um, the other thing that I like are these um products so basically i was like i think my hair is thinning and then my doctor was you too who finally hitting you oh yeah i think my hair is thinning and then my my doctor was like oh it probably just fell out when you were sick and i was like what and she was like yeah when you're stressed out your body is really sick like like women's hair falls out when they're pregnant or like for in your case when you got really really sick it probably just fell out and you're just noticing right now and i was like huh um because this is a side note but i think that i look back at it when i was sick and um i was like it wasn't that bad and then my doctor was like no it was pretty bad like you had two very serious bacterial infections and i was like what and you lost like what 15 pounds in yeah i lost 12 pounds in a week <laughs> when i say it now it's like bad but when i look back at it, i'm like what what? If anything, I feel like you were more pissed. You're like, I lost 12 pounds. And I, I know, I was like so mad because I was like, oh my god, I lost 12 pounds with like all my muscle mass and now my hair too. Like, Bitch. I'm over here like, I'll lose 12 pounds in a week. Let me get bacterial infections. But <laughs> Ew. Let me get a tapeworm. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to grow back my hair. Uh, Joa said that uh, rosemary oil is like the secret. It's I, I've read studies that it says that it's as effective as Rogaine. Um, and Rogaine is expensive. So I do that in rice water. Yeah, I hear that too. Um, but there is a, a black woman-owned brand called Miel, and you can buy it at Target. Mm-hmm. But I oh, bought okay. the rosemary oil, and I bought the um, leave-in conditioner and also the styling cream, um, and the shampoo. If you are a non-black person, these are products formulated for black women specifically. Um, you have to use the products a little bit differently. Um, because the styling cream is fine for me, but leave-in conditioner, I use it as a conditioner. It's really, really thick. It's specifically made for, like, breakouts and twist-outs, and what's that thing, Diva, where you, like, 
take a section you like curl it around your finger finger curls finger waves or like finger curls yeah it's like yeah it's like specifically like for that um so it's a little thick and like dense if you have fine hair um so that's why i use it as conditioner um but i like those products i'm going to try them to see if it works um basically my doctor was like you have a growth phase and a resting phase so your hair is probably in a in a a resting phase you gotta wake it up bitch um but it's actually not that thin i think it's just the lighting and also my hair gets super greasy it looks super thin um and then the other thing i like is um the sunscreen i bought a sunscreen from um black girl sunscreen Oh, I've been using mine so religiously the last, like, two weeks. Yeah, I use mine every day because I really like the texture, the consistency mm-hmm. of it. It's, like, did not... Did you get the matte one or did you get just the regular one? I got the regular one because I want to be dewy per... Yeah, so. yeah I feel that. Um, but I think the du- uh, the matte one is a dupe for um, Super Goop's matte mm-hmm. sunscreen, which is, like, $30, $40. Yeah, this is, like, half the price. Yeah, so I really like my sunscreen and... um. And they have a 50 SPF one that you can only buy online, so I might buy that one. Oh, a- another um, black woman-owned brand. So True. Yeah, okay. they're 40, they're 40 SPF matte, and then I have the 30 SPF, just like regular. Yeah. But I use every day because if you want to look young when you're older, you need to use sunscreen. In the winter? Is- you're wearing yeah, it now? Yeah, because yeah, cause the sun reflects off the snow. Albedo. Yeah. That's so, true. yeah. And also, it's been like 60 degrees here the last couple of days. So, like. <gasps> nice. Finally, yeah, bitch. it's been nice. It snowed last week, but now it's warm. And, um, yeah. Let's see. Is it that time? You never know, really, to be honest. It, it's actually supposed to snow next week. So, like. Oh, work. Okay. Well, there you know go. That goes. All right. Um, moving, moving on to our next segment rant. Okay, you go first, because I fucking forgot mine. I just had it, but I forgot. Oh <laughs> okay. God damn it. So, um, like a few months ago, this kind of came out, but it's kind of come to fruition again in the last week or so. Um, and mind you, like, uh, I model. I don't like to call myself like, oh, I'm a model. Like, because I don't model frequently enough for me to be like, oh, I model, but like, have I been published three times? Yeah, of course. Yeah, whatever. But like, <laughs> Let's this a lot. I mean, you're not like a working model because you have a full-time yeah. job, but... But I, I do model, and it's like it's fun for me. I enjoy it. Like, would I love to make a full-time career out of it? Yeah, absolutely. But I know I'm getting older. I'm not runway height, and like I could do like catalog stuff. But regardless, this is what I'm talking about, I guess. So uh, a couple years ago, I was asked, I think, by like a friend because they had worked with this group oh wow i'm really putting this together now okay they were um asked to work with this group that like put on fashion shows and stuff and their collection was um featured in said fashion show and they're like oh you should try to be a model and whatever and like network and i was like okay cool whatever so i did and this guy his name is david i'm gonna say this because i think it's important to just talk about yeah say his Uh, name his name is david kenyon full name um yeah. And this might be a little bit of a longer rant. I'm sorry, but I think it's important Say it. to know. Say uh, it. So he was like, he's a photographer. Um, he lives in Minnesota. He's married to a black woman. I think she's African. I've never seen pictures of her, but I've heard him talk about her. And he talks about how much he loves black women all the time, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like a father. He's a grandfather. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, 
but in the last couple of years it's come out that like how much he sexually harasses or sometimes will even assault women specifically 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 in the black community on um, set on set on rides like in dms messages whatever like um i've seen some pretty like shitty messages and granted like i never got anything like that from him but i also just didn't spend time with him enough or like i never worked with him one-on-one like i kind of avoided him because in general i don't like to work with male photographers um mm-hmm. I- i'm someone that believes in like uplifting female photographers or just like people of color in general when it comes to fo- like modeling things because that's who i am and i know that those are the people that are more than likely going to take care of me but the way that he would talk about black women is like putting them on a pedestal and kind of obsessive or just kind of fetishizing like for sure um and basically like i've heard stories where people are like yeah he and he does like i've he's definitely done this part of where he's like yeah like i can make you really famous if you like start paying for shoots and like you'll get a lot of followers a lot of clout a lot of comments and like I'll put you on like I'm going to make you famous like if you work with me whatever um, but he does a lot of like exclusively like nude shoots boudoir shoots shoots that are kind of like scandalous or kind of like pressing in a sense and I just didn't care for that photography I don't care for that photography style like there's nothing wrong with like a nude photo shoot but like to me there's a way that I want to look if I do it and mm-hmm. when I've done it and mm-hmm. that's why I've trusted the photographers that I did when I did them um, but he sells this stream and he actually did a f- nude shoot with one of my f- um, friends a couple years ago. Um, and they did like a nude shoot like in a park. And like the pictures were nice and like no dig at her. Like the pictures look nice. But also like why was that necessary? Like and it was just like, yeah, if you pay this much, I didn't what, what was like, What was not necessary? It wasn't necessary for her. It wasn't like a tastefully done or like it was just like naked pictures in a park. Like, it wasn't, like, anything that was, like, oh, this is really artistic. It's just, like, a naked girl in the park, mm-hmm. you know? She said pussy in the park? Okay. Basically. Um, and it just got really in recently, on um, this last week, a couple female photographers or women photographers in Minnesota are kind of, like, stop acting, like, stop defending this man. Like, stop trying to book with him. Like, you don't have to get naked to... Um, to be to get money or like to get work in the city like that's the opposite of what this is like you should continue to you should continue to like serve your own um respect for yourself as well as photographers and like um and you should don't you don't have to degrade yourself to do that and like it's going crazy like there are a lot of people who are supporting him there are a lot of people who are like saying like no he definitely was like yeah he asked me to be his fuck buddy even though he has a wife or like he'll talk about how like how much he likes someone's nipples and just like very intricate details and this is like after the fact that he has all these naked pictures of all these women so like who Mm -hmm. knows what he's doing with Mm -hmm. them like he exclusively offered like one covid hit he exclusively offered to do photo shoots for women to for their only fans and then he would take like a percentage of whatever and i'm like oh, so you want to shoot OnlyFans content? Like, I wonder why. It's probably because you want to, like, fucking jack off to it later. So it's just, like, it's just so, so weird. Like, he uh, he actively looks for nude shoots to do with women, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple years ago, a friend of mine, um, we had dinner, and she's like, do you get weird vibes from him? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, I just don't, 
I just kind of distance myself and like I if I've worked with a photographer and I don't like them, I don't go back. I'm like, uh-huh. thanks for the pictures, post them, whatever, and I move on. And like that's all it has to be. Um, but for some of these girls, it's like they've worked with him for a couple of years and they, they start to build this trust with him and then he, they he like flips like 180. Um, and like there are a couple girls like definitely look into this. I posted about it on Facebook the other day and I posted the live from one of the um, one of a photographer that's trying to expose him and like another girl's exposing him. And I actually messaged my um, one of my photographer friends that same day because she is the one who's kind of advocate too because she's she's worked with him before and he kind of like cut her out like business wise and kind mm-hmm. of like downplayed her role and like how and she's amazing photography any photo that i've had published was her photography um so i messaged her and i was like thanks for just being a safe place and like always being supportive and like supporting other models and like trying to nip this in the bud where girls know that they don't have to do that and like i have friends who are models who have been abused or assaulted and like it sucks like it doesn't need to be that way and like i think that's why um girls kind of step back that do have the potential and what the thing that set me off was um you remember a few months ago there was that girl from prior lake who was being bullied and um the those white kids were like go kill yourself and like it made national news she got like fucking sean king backing her up and everything um, um, I don't remember. It was like a national thing and she took pictures with him and I'm pretty sure she might now be of age, but I, she was, she's still like a high schooler. And I was like, no, like this is starting too young. Like he's starting to go for younger girls and like, that's not okay with me. And that's why I was like, you know what? Like, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to just be like, oh yeah, nothing happened to me, but like, let's continue to happen. Like if it's. I think what it is with advocacy, the same way it is with, like, activism, is that just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it's not happening, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't see, like, the ugly, ugly side of him, doesn't mean that I didn't see parts of it or I didn't see girls that it affected. And I, it's just too much. It's just way too much. And I just was like, that was gross. And it's really sad because, like, people should be able to model and take pictures and like build a career and build a platform without having to like fucking fuck your photographer so yeah i don't know yeah that's my grant yeah um men male photographers are like so sleazy um i don't know about this guy but i've been in similar situations where it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight um male photographers are nasty and um I've had situations where it's like you're in front of the camera and and they make you wear certain clothes and um, do certain poses and then they, you know, touch you and these photographers would be touching me and I'd be like, this is weird. And like they would ask me to do sexual things um, while I'm taking pictures or like after they've, you know, are done taking pictures, they would like ask me to do stuff and be like, um... I, I like this is not like a date or whatever. This is I thought this was just like you know us taking photos. Job. Yeah, and what's scary is that they make you sign a little thing, like a little waiver that's like that says like you release these photos to them, like they own these photos mm-hmm. and they, they can the publish. Pictures. Yeah, and they can publish them wherever they want to, and they they can do whatever they want to with those photos. Um, so it's really now now that I think about it, was I sexually assaulted? Maybe I was. Um, oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I think I was. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just didn't say anything because I was like, okay. Um, yeah, so male photographers are a big, big red flag for me. Um, and it, they're just nasty. Um, hello? Okay. Um, anyway, moving on to my rant. Um, so I think I've talked about this before, but I just want to bring it up again. Yeah. Which is, um, I see a lot of Asian hate crimes. Yeah. And I see a lot of the perpetrators. Oh, well, okay. Here's one thing is that I still believe, and I'm still a firm believer in this, is that there is an overrepresentation in the media about how black people are the perpetrators of Asian hate crimes. Because I still think that there's a higher percentage of white people doing this. But here's what I want to say about this. Is that I think that the media um, is overrepresenting the hate crimes that are perpetrated by black people. And I think that's hurtful to the community, both communities, because then you have, like, this clash of, like, um, this clash between the black and the Asian communities. Um, I also will say that it's very interesting because the people who are black are arrested right away. And the people who are white are deemed as, like, oh, they're different, they have mental illness, it's fine. But even if the person is homeless and they're black, they're arrested right away mama okay and so it's weird because when you go to anti-asian hate what did asian hate wait what anti-asian hate protests yeah you see like this push for like more police or policing or policing of these um asian areas which are low income usually and i think that is interesting only because that further pushes police brutality of black people um and i think that's like the wrong advocate i think that's the wrong way to fix the problem Uh, um but i also see that like obviously this community is hurt the only thing that they see that they can do is for more police because the other option is to be like hey we respect us we're here and like you know we are not going to be true like this, but that like takes years and years and years and it will never come. So I think a lot of it too, and I, I could be wrong, but I think just with like black on black crime, I think a lot of it is just like literally just proximity. Like a lot of these are happening in low com- income neighborhoods and like guess who's pushed to low income neighborhoods. It's the, it's the minorities it's mm-hmm. going to be the elderly Asian people and black people a lot of the time, unfortunately. And like, is that the case for everything? no, but I think for a lot of it, just like any other, like, oh, black on black crime, it's like, it's the proximity. And uh, don't get me wrong, like, it's fucking terrible that it's happening at all. And like, do, should black people, do black people even have like a, should you really be oppressing anybody else knowing the state of like what you're looked at in this country? Absolutely not. Do I understand though? Yeah, but like me, I've always been like, just because someone else is oppressed, just because you're oppressed doesn't mean you have to oppress anybody else. So like, it's really shitty, but I do think it is kind of like a ploy for people to be like, oh, it's just black people who are attacking Asian people. I'm like, well, we know that that's not the case. Like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying here, too. Look at, the, yeah. look at the former president. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Hello, look at me, purr. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you told that? You have. You didn't tell that story because we haven't. We didn't record. Of what? You didn't tell the story about what happened at you at. Um, at oh, at the grocery store. Yeah. Period. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, I'll tell in a little bit. <laughs> um, but ooh, I just hit the mic. We're coming with my finger. Um, but uh, the one thing I want to say is that as an overarching or overarching, I don't know, theme that we see in these Asian hate crimes is that it's very very hard for them to pin it as a hate crime whether the perpetrator is black or white or whatever. Um, and I think that that is a big issue. But then again, we also see that in the black community, when there's um, police brutality, people always want to explain it away as something else. They were a thug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it's just really, it's really sad because I see a lot of people, especially in New York, weirdly, lately, like that one girl got pushed in front of the train. And then there's like stabbings in New out in New York, um, and <laughs> and there's just a lot of hate crimes. And there's um there's just a lot of hate crimes happening right now. Do I think it's something new? No. Do I think that it's there's overrepresentation of um, anti-blackness in these um in these articles? I do. And um, but overall, it's like sad. Like people are dying. People are dying, Kim. Okay. Have you heard that where she's like, people need to get up and work. Get off your ass and get to work. And people are like, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Every morning I'm like, oh my god, I have to get up and work. Um. Okay, yes. So Latifah said that I was heckled by a white man. So this is my story. Uh, why do I have such bad experiences with white people? My god. Calvin was livid. Like, the video that I got, I was like, are you, do we need to talk? I was so mad. Pert. Because, okay. Um, so. so. uh, Yeah, I was like, rightfully so. And then at the end of the video, I was like, okay, bye, guys. (laughs) He's like, okay, I'm gonna go eat a boba tea. (laughs) Yeah. So, basically, my car is pink. And, um, and I'm wearing, and it's not about what I'm wearing, you guys, so, I'm not trying to be like, it was my oh, fault. Fucking victim shame. We're not doing that. Yeah. Here. So I'm wearing like these little shorts and, you know, like my gay outfit. Basically just I had shorts on. And uh, I had my um, boat, uh, Bass Pro Shop hat on. And so I get in to the parking lot. I pull in, park, and um, I get out the car with my reusable bag because I'm an eco queen. Um... And this guy's like yelling at me, but I can't really hear what he's saying. And I can only make out that he's like, your car is like, he's making fun of my car. He's making fun of the fact that I'm wearing like little tight little shorts. He's making fun of the fact that I'm wearing a mask. And he's also making fun of the fact that I have a Bass Pro Shop hat. And she's like, he was like, you should take that off. Because you have a pink car and you should you should take that off because you got a mask on and you should take that off because you have um you, those tight shorts th- those uh, shorts are so fucking tight or whatever uh, and I'm like what and so I'm like this guy and also he's in like a a white guy in a pickup truck you know the type that's Classic. like yeah you know the type that's like raised. Higher than it should be with the wheels that are so big yeah. that it's like not under the car. It's he's, like out. He's compensating for his small penis. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. 
And he's still heckling me. I'm walking towards the entrance of the um, the Vons, which is a grocery store. And it was really jarring because I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did that, like, how did that change your life? You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm like, hmm, what do I do? Do I just go in and ignore him? Obviously, I don't know if he has a gun or a knife because, you know, he's white, so he might have a gun. Um, and I'm like, is he going to be waiting for me when I come back outside to heckle me some more? Or, like, what? Um, so I go inside, I grab the stuff that I want, and then I come back outside and, you know, he's gone or whatever. But it was just upsetting because, um, not that, not that it was against me being Asian, although I'm, I'm sure that he could have said something about that. But it's just the fact that he said something... And I just didn't find it necessary. Like he, he made said that you're perpetrating white straight male culture. How dare you? Yeah, no, it's just the fact that like he was saying all these things, but at the same time, like his life didn't change. Like he's still a mediocre white man. And to say those things to hurt me didn't change the fact that he like is a weak, is, mediocre white man. Yeah. Um, and I was like, how did your life change? You're not living the fantasy hoe. You're not living it up. Um, and so it's just this overarching theme of white people trying to, and people in power, I guess, but mainly white people, um, trying to um, enforce and enforce their ideals onto other people. And they're, they're trying to police, because they love the police, bitch. They're trying to police their um, other people's lives and how they should act and what they should dress and what they should do. Um... And it's just crazy because it's like, when you see a pink car and when you see a guy wearing shorts, why are you getting so mad? Right. It's like, why are you so upset? Like, it's not your life. You, If you don't like my car, just look away. Period. Right. You don't ask anything. Why are you staring at my ass in these short shorts? Like, what did I do to you? Yeah. You know that scene in White Chief? Like, hey, money, you got a problem? What you looking at my, what you looking at my ass for? That's one thing. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I have a, I do have a random question, which I might add into, um, our segment called randomology. Oh my gosh. Okay. Random. And I don't think we're going to do this by the end of the season, but, um, Spotify and Anchor just started, um, video podcasts. Now you can record. Oh. And you can do a video podcast and you can share it on Spotify. And I was like, wow, that's cool. But anyway, so we should do that. Maybe. Um, no. Recently, I said in the group chat that I know Latifah's face like the back of my hand. And then I thought about it and I was like, do I know the back of my hand? And so my question is, if I took a picture of your hand and then I put it up against like 10 other hands, do you think you could pick out your hand? Yeah. Really? I think so. If all the hands look like mine, Yeah. maybe it'd be maybe a little difficult, but like, I feel like I know my hands pretty well. Just from, I... like, the vein color, the shape of my nails. But you, like, can't look at your hand while you're looking at the pictures. Well, yeah, but, like, I, but I feel like I know the shape of my hand, and, like, it might be difficult. I could get it wrong, but as of right now, I feel like I'd be okay at it. Okay, I don't think I could do it. I think my hands look the same. I don't have any birthmarks or, like, spots on my hands. Um, I used to have one on my pinky, but now it's gone. I just don't think I can pick up my hand in a lineup of hands. <laughs> uh, 
I just don't think I can do it. It just looks like a... I also don't have, like, nails. And, like, the shape of my nails, like, I don't know, so... Yeah, I don't know I like what... Yeah, I don't really know who I am. So, on that note, we're going to take a break. Okay, bye guys. Let's do the commercial. Alright, Latifah is grilling me. No, I'm not grilling. I'm just concerned. I feel like, okay, this bitch was like, yeah, I think I was sexually assaulted. And, like, that was it. So, I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, it's like, whatever. But I think for a lot of people, it'd be like... Oh, maybe it was a big deal. Ooh, maybe not. it's whatever right now because you're not processing it and you're just realizing it, but I also could be wrong. No, I think for me, in the moment, I was like, I don't really want it. Because basically, um, I had a photographer, actually a few, <laughs> that, um, but, but this one specifically, he was like, okay, we'll take like photos in uh, at the park. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and then he's like, okay, so um, we'll go like down into like deep into the woods oh no and i was like okay and he's like okay so take off your shirt i'm like okay <laughs> and so he's making like me do all these poses and i'm like first of all people are like i don't know if anyone can see us or he's like put this log in your mouth yeah and then basically the photo shoot ends and he's like suck my dick or what? whatever and i was like oh i don't really want to do that um and he's like, and he's also like touching me because now I'm like shirtless and I'm wearing like tiny, tiny shorts now. And I was like, this photo shoot is like not on theme. Like that's not like what I thought that this photo would turn out as. Um, and so he's like touching my butt and like all this stuff. And so basically I just like, I'm like, okay, well, I think we're done. Um, and I put my shirt back on and then we like walk up back to the whatever. And... I don't think that I got any of those pictures. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't think... And this was in Minnesota. This was when because I was... refused? Uh, no, I don't think I... I don't think I got any of those photos. Like, some photos turned out, but most of the photos were, like, not usable because he was, like, harassing me or whatever. And he just didn't give me... Not that he didn't want to give them to me, but... Well, that's what I'm saying. Did he not give them to you because you refused? If you refused, I guess... I'm trying to remember if I got any pictures. Not that, and not because I refused, but I just think that they just didn't turn out. Because looking back at that time period, I was in college, probably around like 23 or 4. I don't see any of those pictures on my... Um, in, you would have posted them. Yeah, because I would have posted them. So obviously I never got those. Um, and I've had situ situa situations where... Um, I'm, like, again, where they're touching me and, like, feeling me and, like, telling me to do stuff sexually to them. And my roommate's Jamba making juice. a... Yes, I live in a Jamba Juice, you guys, and an Orange Julius. Um, what do you guys want? A I was going to say Rasmataz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been in situations where they're, like, touching me and asking me to do sexual things to them. And then when the photo shoot ends, it just continues, and I just like I just like want to go home. Um, and so it's kind of funny. Be oh, actually, it's not that funny because um, no good photos come out, and it's not. I'm not quite sure if they don't want to give me the photo because I refused. They don't turn out because that's not what they're there for. They're obviously not yeah. It's not what they they're not photographers. 
They want to fuck. Um, and so it's just like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm looking at my... Pervert with a camera. I'm looking at my photos and all the photos that they took, um, I never posted because they just weren't sickening, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's that on that. I think that for me, because it's just so commonplace in gay culture to be felt up like that. Like, I've been to the club and people are touching me. I'm like, please stop. I think I've just normalized it. Is it normal? No. Should it be normal? No, but is it probably? But is it for me specifically? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, and all, but this is another thing that is a, an aside is that I was on a date recently. Oops, sorry. And um, and I'm not comfortable with PDA because there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to get hate crime, so don't fucking touch me. <laughs> Um, and so I just don't like when people touch me in public specifically because it made me very uncomfortable when the photographer was touching me in public in the forest. And I was like, people are going to see this. Also, it's a power dynamic. It's like, I kind of have to go along with this because I already signed the contract of him owning these photos. And then also... like you don't though. And like, that's what the issue is, you know? Yeah, but you feel like there's a power dynamic. And when you feel like it, it's like... It's like... What are you going to do about it? It's like law in your head. Like, I have to follow the law. Because I already, I already agreed that I would take these photos. Um, and so... And also, I'm a people pleaser, you guys. So I can't, like... That's true. I can't. Um, remember when I gave a crackhead a ride? Yeah. So... Yeah, that's my story, you guys. Yeah. Jesus. I just thought about that today. <laughs> Ew, there's probably so many things that happen to me that I just, like... Don't think about. Yeah, there's some drama here. L O L. Like, maybe, maybe one day. Um, no, we probably should do that soon, but okay. <laughs> Anyways, what we wanted to talk about is that is uh, what are we wait what what are we want to talk about? We wanted to talk about um, teachers. So recently, um, Minneapolis teachers went on strike about two weeks ago. Um, at the time of this recording, and they schools have been closed for two weeks. Really? Yeah. Minneapolis only, though, right? Um, St. Paul cut a deal with their teachers, and they're back in school, but Minneapolis, the deal that they gave them was basically the same of what they were getting. Um, was it doing... Because oh, oh, I was just asking, because I know that my little sister was on spring break. So I was um, there, I think, a couple weeks ago, like a... Um, it might have been the 7th or the 8th. Like, schools just, most of the schools, or a lot of the schools in the Twin Cities metro area just closed down because they knew teachers were going to go on strike. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look. But, yeah, the teachers are on strike because they want, like, better pay. They just want better um, accountability. I think that the superintendent makes, like, $250,000 a year or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, like, the teachers aren't getting raises. The... Um, what is the a state has a nine billion dollar surplus, but the teachers haven't seen anything. I'm looking up a public school teacher's salary. Yeah, they're basically wanting smaller class sizes, better benefits. Um, hold on, I had it all here. On average, educational education support professionals in Minneapolis public schools earn just about twenty-four thousand dollars annually. Wow! 
I would love to know if this is true, which is the average salary of a public school teacher in 2019 to 2020 for the state of California was $84,000. That's, that's not... Because, is that yeah, true? Yeah, but I mean, you have to think that's probably across... Oh, this is public school teachers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some public schools are technically charter schools, and like that's averaged... And I think there's probably a lot of people who are like high end spectrum and like um, California's a really big state, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not that's that that teacher is probably not teaching in like South Central or like in Compton or. Yeah, because I was like, there's no way that that's because pe- teachers take like second jobs. I'm like, that's not true. All right. I have a friend who's a teacher and she'll make more in a weekend working at her restaurant job than she will for her two week paycheck. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I have a friend who teaches high school. My friend who teaches in high school in Atlanta um, doesn't even make, like, $26 an hour. And he's a high school science teacher. So, like, yeah, and, like, there's been such a labor shortage with, like, subs and, like, paras and special education. Um, They're advocating for smaller class sizes, better benefits, more mental health resources for students and teachers, and increased workforce diversity and higher wages which to me all makes sense. So it's weird to me that there are people who are like, yeah, the teachers are just complaining. Cause I'm like, but don't y'all have kids? Like, I don't understand. Like there's money there. I don't know why it's, this is taking so long for people to be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should just raise their wages or like give them what they mm-hmm. want because they're literally educators. They're literally teaching the youth. So like, I'm just confused. So that's been going on in the last couple weeks. And like, um is it ongoing yeah there's probably protests today about it like um last sunday i took gary to a protest after we went to the museum um and we were i forget whose house we were outside of i think it was like a school board member or someone involved with the schools and things like it was somebody involved with schools i just don't know their name specifically Mm -hmm. um but we were there and they're outside the school and they're like yeah you're trying to hold people accountable like there's no reason that some like teacher's aide should be making $24,000 an hour or $24,000 a year. Who can live off $24,000 a year? What? That doesn't. That is that wild. Even, That's like a part-time job. job. Right. That's what I'm saying. So they're trying to unionize and like better and like assist that. Um, this is a article from the 19th an independent nonprofit newsroom reporting on gender politics and policy minneapolis teachers strike is a part of a wider labor struggle for educators around the country uh let's see we have members who have to sleep in their car or are homeless and are in transitional housing because they don't make enough money like that and that's those are teachers and those are people who are expected to teach for what seven eight hours a day go home and grade and do all these things and like take care of all these kids let's see Mm -hmm. there are 4,500 striking Minneapolis educators going on right now. So it is, it is quite the thing. Which, like I said, it's crazy because, like, who's arguing with them? Like, who's, like, who's going to be like, yeah, you guys don't deserve more money? Like, remember in the pandemic when everybody had to be at home with their kids and try to teach their kids and everybody freaked out because they're like, I don't know how to teach math. Yeah, it is so crazy that people just switched up like that. Right, like less than a year and a half ago, people were like, oh, well, I could never teach. Like, let's get kids back in school. Like, we have to get kids back in schools. The teachers want the kids back in schools. They're struggling. We're struggling. We have to get this done. And now that they're back, they're like, I don't know why y'all complaining. Y'all wanted these kids. Like, 
what i i'm so confused and it sucks for like the students too because like them strike them not getting what they want and deserve and what the students deserve is only hurting the kids like you're hurting the kids more than you're hurting the teachers at this point because they've been out of school for two weeks i know that they're all oh, the schools are still like support um providing meals so anyone that isn't able to get meals like for breakfast and lunch like i know a lot of people do rely on um, being fed by the schools for at least a couple meals a day just like with things at home not maybe not having enough money to feed everyone three times a day like they're still doing that but like you're ultimately hurting students and it's just like a really shitty thing to see and it's something that the suburbs are not seeing at all you know so Mm -hmm. it's really shitty and um i see the teachers and i think they should unionize if they're not or no they are unionized there's a union but let's see Minneapolis demands in pay varied job by job designation teachers are kneeling asking for a 20 percent raise over a two-year period their annual their average annual salary is seventy-one thousand, lower than neighborhood districts that offer teacher salaries upwards of eighty thousand dollars per year meanwhile educational support professionals are picking at a starting salary of thirty-five thousand, which like that's still not a lot of money wait say it again eighty 80- 80,000 that's their so mm-hmm. teachers are asking for nearly a 20% raise over a two-year period their average annual salary is 71,000 lower than neighborhood districts that offer teachers salaries upwards of $80,000 per year so like you think like Minneapolis is a really big city obviously so like you have south you have parts of south Minneapolis like around like Harriet where I'm sure the teachers and like all these nice public schools are making $80,000 a year I had a friend who substituted at a school in south Minneapolis and like they would throw fundraisers and like the parents would throw like hundreds of thousands of dollars just at the fundraisers mm-hmm. and they would get mad when they were like okay well thanks for donating all this money we're going to donate some of this to like other the neighboring schools that are also in need and they get pissed so it's like those those schools are taken care of those kids have backups their parents can afford backups for them you know mm-hmm. but when you get to like north minneapolis or you get to more central minneapolis where it's maybe not as high income or just not as much money then they're making less they're making around seventy one thousand dollars a year and like those kids should be provided with the same education because isn't that the whole thought of public education is that everybody has the same education and we're all equal in that sense Hmm. so they're asking for a 20 percent raise over the next two years and educational support professionals are asking for a starting salary of 35,000 rather than that 24,000 which again 35,000 is not a lot to live off of anyway. What what? $35,000 a oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like not a lot. Yeah, so that's like what? That's $9,000 more than they're getting paid right now. So that's what they're advocating for at least pay-wise. Um, Mm -hmm. This is that nearly two-thirds of education support professionals have two or more jobs to pat their earnings from the Minneapolis public schools. That's so interesting. 80,000 sounds sounds like a lot to me. 80,000 sounds like a lot. And granted, like, depending on where you're at, but, like, you have to think of, like, the cost of living. Like, that's obviously skyrocketed. And, like, for as much work as it takes to be a teacher, like, you're working over 40 hours a a week, every week. Yeah, I was like, 80,000 sounds like a lot, but then also, like, I don't want to deal with kids. Right. Like, it's like you're taking care of, especially if you're taking care of, like, 30 kids in a classroom every day and you're grading. You're grading? Yeah. You're grading, you're lesson prepping, you're teaching, um, you're grading on weekends, you're grading after work and, like, before work. 
Like that's your whole life, basically. That is true. Because technic- technically, they are working 40 hours a week because like school day is like an eight hour day kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's te- they're like actually working more than that. So 80,000, but it's actually like more hours. If you divide it, I think it, it, I right. think it makes more sense as if you're confused as to like 80,000, that sounds a lot. No, they're working all the time. Um, so $80,000 a year, just divide that with like, what? There are 26 pay periods. And so like, that's what $3,000 every two weeks, which is like a substantial amount. Don't get me wrong. But like for as much work that has to be put in, like, yeah, but that that's $3,000 divided by more, uh, more than 40 hours or 80 hours. Right. Because they're working at home too. Especially when you're a superintendent who does make decisions and things, but isn't responsible necessarily for like students and their well-being as much. But then they're making like $250,000 and you're like, okay, but like where, why do you make so much when like some of that probably could be distributed? And don't get me wrong. I know that there is work that goes into like superintendent and like principals and things. But when your higher ups aren't supporting you, you are kind of wondering like, so like, why do you make that much money? Mm -hmm. It's like everyone everyone on like the ground level is doing all the hard work and like the hard labor and everything where you're just like, I just make decisions and say when school's closed and like mm-hmm. I make the calls of how much I make and how much you make. But yeah, I'm just going to continue to make like what three or four times more your salary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so interesting to me because I went to a private school. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've never had to experience this at all and I never knew what going to a public school has been like I've been to Latifa school once and I've been inside of North High School which is where my little brother and sister went once and then I also went to Johnson High School because I I went to go see uh, my cousin Missy (laughs) once and hey girl and um, let me tell you guys that for me, it was a very eye-opening experience. It is so busy. There's so many kids. There's lockers everywhere. And, like, there's so many kids in one classroom. And, like, it's like, what's going on? Like, hello. And not only this, but, like, when I went to uh, university down here, that was when I first experienced, like, a big lecture hall. Because after that, I transferred to Metro State, and Metro State doesn't really do that. It's a smaller class size. But I was like, there's no way that every kid in here seems or is felt heard or seen. Oh, there's no way, dude. And I just think that that's why it's hard for teachers because it's like, there's no way that you know every single student or like what's going on. And it's like, and there's like, so many fucking kids. Them and like to be an advocate, like teachers are like advocates for like abuse and like all mm-hmm. these things that they have to keep track of. And you're just be like, Okay, do it, but like you're not gonna get paid enough. Mm-hmm. So I see where where the burnout comes in. Also, I think I forgot. Did you just even mention like yeah, eighty thousand might seem like a lot, but you also have to remember like teachers are funding their classrooms, so like a lot of their money that they're making just goes back. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. into like them providing for that school and like for that class and for their their kids. So it's not like they're not given like a substantial allowance to be like. Oh, well, like, let's buy all these things for the classroom to make kids comfortable. Like, let's buy school supplies for kids that might not have them and things like that. So I think that that also takes away Mm -hmm. from their Mm -hmm. salary, which their salary should be for themselves and, like, 
their families. There's nothing wrong with supporting, like, if you have extra. But if, when it's almost like you need to do it to, like, get by for your job, like... Mm-hmm. I think I think I'm thinking about it, because if you're thinking about, like, 80,000 is a lot. Um, I'm single. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a family, so it seems like a lot to me. But I'm, like, living my life alone. I don't have kids to pay shit for, you know. Mm-hmm. But maybe teachers do. Right. Um, most teachers, I'm sure they do, so... Right, and even that, like, to be able to afford to, like, maybe want to take a vacation or maybe want to just buy a house. And I don't know if a lot of them or if if some of them are, like, living in their cars or still having to get a second job, like, what does that say? Yeah, I'm like, they're not making money then if they're getting a, working at Applebee's on the weekend or whatever. Right, and, like, don't get me wrong, like, I know, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Work. Never mind, I'll come back to me. Okay. Um... Um, okay, should we talk about our school experience and then come back? Sure, let's okay. talk about school. What was your school experience like? Elementary so, and also high school. It's funny that you say that because the last couple of weeks and like, people are like, oh, you went to Farmington, you went to the suburbs, whatever. And like, don't get me wrong, Farmington as like a diverse and like supporting learning environment for me being a black student was not great. But in its former years were they like trying to do things to kind of better uh, you to better that yes but also like i don't know i mean kevin and i are obviously like in a youth council where we're like talking about leadership skills and like talking about like asian dysphoria and like all these sh- all this shit like at an early age really um so yeah we were like we were like 13 being like fuck the white man no no I'm <laughs> <laughs> but like Honestly, though, because, like, I look back and people are like, oh, you went to Farmington, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but, like, I went to Farmington, and yes, I was a black student, but I also was, like, I was in the Gay Street Alliance, like, club at, in high school. I was in Diversity Club. I was in, like, Peers for Peers, which is, like, a leadership program to, like, kids get, get kids engaged. I was in student council. I was on prom committee. It's, like, I included myself in inclusive circles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I would befriend my English teachers because for whatever reason I feel like English teachers are the most, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make a joke <laughs> they're like the most understanding and like the most inclusive um, people you could have at a school for I don't know why but they are um, and I remember period like, though my god <laughs> no because like the teacher who did the gay straight alliance was my junior like English teacher and she also was the teacher who ran the writing center and, like, thinking back, I'm like, damn, she really did do a lot. And, like, I remember, like, the school had, like, these couches from, like, I don't know, from some, like, play production or something. And they were going to throw them out because they were covered in paint. And she's like, no, these are free couches. Like, we can't afford couches in the writing center. Like, let's keep them. And so, like, teachers being able to do that and, like, thinking about their pay and, like, what they have to do and, like, how much she, other time outside of her, like, teaching life that she was providing to students like she ran that club she was teaching like college English classes I was in her AP Lang class in my my junior year she was doing a writing center club to like help kids learn or like see if they needed help with English because she knew that like students would help and like assist in that sense so it's like I think about all those things and I'm like yeah high school wasn't like great but it also wasn't terrible for me but I also know that I like looked for that because I knew that like I don't know. I was, I knew I was surrounded by like a bunch of white people who were like, we're all only friends because we see each other 40 hours a week. Period. Yeah. So like, I knew that that was a thing then. And then like, I look at people who like talk shit and I'm like, y'all were just shit people. And like, y'all just chose to be shit people. You didn't try to be involved in other things. So like, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, go go ahead. ahead. 
Oh, okay. Um, that's what I struggle with is that did sending me to public school give me an edge to people who went to private school? Because this is what my dad would always say is like, is it giving you like any advantage? And for me specifically, I'm not quite sure because I was always, you know, a self-starter and I always wanted to better myself and and I was always a very good learner and a good studier and I performed very well on tests. So for me, I don't know because I think that in a public school, I would still perform very well um, in terms of, um, I think, I think that when you go to a private school, you really are trying to um, like network um, because then, and my parents didn't do this, but if your parents are smart and they sent you to a private school, your parents will be networking with all the other rich parents. And oh, they'll be like, your parents dumb? No, I'm just saying that um, Asian Americans specifically, especially in my generation, their mom and dad don't care about going to teacher, uh, teacher parent conferences at all. Like, they don't even show up. I don't think my mom and dad even went. Um, and so if you... Do you go if you do send your kid to a private school? It costs a lot of money. You really need to network and do all the stuff as a parent as you can. And your child, if they're, I don't want to say if they're if they're dumb, but if they're dumb, I think that going to a private school. Or if they like struggle. If they like struggle, academics. yeah. Um, it, you know, you might want to send them to a private school because then they do have the one-on-one teacher. Um, moments and they do have a smaller class size my class size was like under 20 i think it was around like 10 to 15 students per class and my graduating class was only 75 and only two people didn't go into college they took a gap year um and so i think the benefits of going to private school is not about making a good student it's about trying to if that makes sense because if you're a good student, you're going to be a good student no matter what and no matter where, like how I felt. Yeah. But I think that if you have a struggling student, sending them to a private school is really good for them. Because seeing my little sister go to a public school and my little brother as well go to a public school and try and go to the college process, that is very hard in a public school. Because your student counselor is is assigned like all the last names from A through like H or whatever. So shout my, out to Boo. Yeah, shout out to Boo Boo. Because um, my little sister, Boo Boo, or Charlize, but Boo Boo and Ethan, they just had the same counselor because they have the same last name, obviously. And so they don't really do that much, and they can't because they have so many people. But for me, when I went to a private school, we had like classes built in that were like, this is how you write for college, and this is how you get into college. And we had hours set aside to be like, we're going to write a college essay and we're going to do a peer review. And we had like classes that were like, uh, like this is how you take your SAT. And I actually, my Eileen, my author Eileen, signed me up for a SAT prep class um, that was taught at my school. And so I had a college, a college counselor specifically assigned to me and she only had like, you know, a few students that she had to deal with. Um, so if you make, if you want to make sure that your kid actually does go to college or go, gets into college or has trouble, then yes, I would say that like going to a private school would be helpful. But if you have a student that's like not a self-starter, if you have a child that's like struggling or just not as motivated, I don't think that going to a private school is going to really help them suddenly 
learn how to do that. Um, I will also say that going to a private school somewhat did help me in college because when I got to college, there were some things that, and this is another thing. I don't know if if would if it would have helped if it would, it would have been different if it if I went to public school or not. But when I went to college. All these people like didn't know how to do like a work cited or they just didn't have critical thinking skills. And I was like, isn't that like that's just not paying attention. I know. I was like, isn't that common knowledge? Like I thought that was an obvious thing. And that's where I'm like, maybe maybe private school did help. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe in public school, I think you've learned that, right? You and, do, but then you think about like how big the class sizes are and like how much time are you actually dedicating to do that? Yeah, but like critical thinking skills, I'm like, I thought that was obvious. Because in, co- in school, when I was learning about critical thinking skills, I was like, this is obvious. Like, you can't trust every source that you read. You have to do a background check. Like, why are they teaching us this? But when I get to when I got to university, and that was in middle school. When Even I got to university. you get to life when people are like, I saw it on Fox News. Yeah, I'm like, I, it's like, what, I thought you learned that in school, but I guess not. But whatever. Um, so, yeah, my experience in private school is different, like I said. Seeing a public school is very crazy for me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's very privileged of you. I know. I was like, what is... There's so many kids. I'm like, hello? Hello. Yeah. See, and it's weird because, like, I even think, like, you obviously want the best education for your kids. And I think of, like, would I put my kids in public or private school? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because it's like, I... Like you said, like, you're going to thrive in the environment you're going to thrive in and, like... There are so many, I think if the the standard of what the country is going to provide is a public education, then like that public education should be good enough that you don't necessarily need private schools to do all that, you know, like it should just be like, you're going to learn the same things. Like, yes, you're a public school, maybe offer like special classes or like different things. Like, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that a public school should offer the same things. Like, there's nothing wrong with like wanting smaller class sizes or like having a smaller class size and yeah, get more counselors, get more like support for students. Like at the end of the day, that's what should be done in general. But yeah, I'm like listening and I I know that like, not in the near future, but like obviously at some point, like I'm going to have kids and like, I don't know. I just think of like, granted, this is just stereotypes and I haven't had to think about it in a long time, but like you think of like kids who went to private school or kids that were like homeschooled and you're like, y'all are weird. Like y'all are smart, but y'all are weird. Um, a period but it's it's just interesting and mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time it's like i went to public school and guess what i didn't finish college and i don't think that that's a pub i don't think that's a a public school thing but maybe it is i don't know but also i don't know <laughs> we won't we'll, we'll never know because we had different life it's not like you went it's not like you transferred into a private school like after or whatever you will we'll just never know period True. um but I think that, um, so I went to public school in elementary school, actually. I went to Museum Magnet yeah, in St. Paul right off of 94. Girl, I don't know. I don't know why you think you know. Yeah, I was like, 94 sounds about right. Um, and so it's in St. Paul. And um, I thought it was a pretty good school. Um, it's a magnet school. So whatever that means. Um, but I think that I was too young to realize um, like, what was going on, what the budget was, and all that stuff, obviously, because I'm, like, I'm, like, 
fucking five years old or whatever in, in kindergarten. Um, and then I transferred from that to, um, to private school. And what was shocking to me when I first got into private school is that these kids, they call them lifers. A lot of them are lifers. And their parents are very, very rich. Their parents went to SPA. Sorry to name drop my school. St. Paul Academy, bitch. And now they're going to SPA. And they enter SPA in kindergarten. And they finish it all the way to 12th grade. So they know each other already. And um, and they see each other. They, they basically grow up together. And it's crazy because I know that like some of them are not as smart. But they're here because they can pay for it. And not that that's upsetting, but it is a little upsetting because they can afford it. And I had I was on scholarship, so if I didn't perform as well, they would like take me my scholarship. Um, and it's um, upsetting because you can pay as much as you want, but if you're not a good academic person or performer, and your child, if your child's not a very good academic performer. You cannot pay your way into making them become smart or whatever. Um, True. You just can't. It's just not in their ability to do. And that's fine. Because some people, you know, school's not for everyone. And learning, like, you know, calculus and algebra is not for everyone. Um, so it's kind of sad because it's like, for them, the kids that are not as quote-unquote smart, it's like, they know that they're not smart, and they know that they're there because their parents can afford it. Um, but it's upsetting to people like me and basically all the color students of color that were like me and on a scholarship. It's upsetting because it's like we have to perform so hard, and the tuition covers a lot, but you still have to pay out of pocket. I think my parents had to pay like seven thousand um, dollars for um, for per year, um, and I think the tuition was around like twenty. $27,000 or something like that. Something crazy. Um, and it's like, look at me now. And look at us all now. Because we all equaled out. Some of Do us are doctors, think... but like some of us are just living life. I don't know. Do you think that um, some parents put their kids in private schools just so they look good later on college applications? I do. Um, I do think that because everyone knows... All the, the all the private schools in that area. Um, you have Blake, you have St. Paul Academy, Tartina you have Grace. What? Is Tortina Grace a private school? I don't know. Um, you have. I think I've heard Tartan is a good school, but I don't think it's. I think that's it's public. Not pop, it's a public school. Yeah. Um, Holy Angels is a private school. Oh yes, Holy Angels. I'm trying to think of every game, soccer game that I went to and played in, and what my opponent was, because those were all private schools. The Angels, Blake, Breck, I think. I've heard a few of them, but like, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Know. Twin Cities Private Schools. Um, but now St. Margaret's, mm-hmm. Blake, Hope Academy. Oh, yeah, Hope, yeah. St. Paul Academy and Summit School. Period. Minnehaha Academy. Yeah. Friends School of Minnesota. Breck, Lake County. Breck, yeah. Risen Christ Catholic School. <laughs> De La Salle. Oh, yes, De La Salle, yeah. I knew friends. I had friends that went to De La Salle. I had friends that went to Minnehaha Academy. I had friends that went to Holy Angels. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you're you're applying out of state, they don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> they're like, what school is this? But if you're applying in Minnesota and you go to like the U of M, they're going to be like, oh, St. Paul Academy. My, my, uh, my dad went there or whatever. Because it's, it's like a, well, I don't know what the word is. It's like it's a, a constitution. It's like a fr- no. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, f- it's like a f- um, fraternity sorority shit like type of like oh yeah. you're one of those. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. membership almost. Mm. You're paying for a membership really. You're paying for the name. It's like when you buy Gucci, you don't buy it because it's fierce. You buy it because it's you get the name Gucci or whatever. True. Or Louis Vuitton. I mean, sometimes Gucci's fierce. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes. But yeah, I did. What was your favorite teacher, Steva? Um, did you have any teacher crushes? <laughs> No, I think teacher courses are weird. Um, really? I think it's, yeah, because they're like my educators. I don't think of them as like people I want to get with. Were there hot teachers and like teachers who were like good looking? Yeah, but I'm also just not into white men. So like I think that that's. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I was into, I didn't have any teachers, but the student teachers that were visiting from, there was one from France and like one from Colombia and everyone was like, yes. So they were kind of cute um i remember everybody in my school had a crush on um mr grove who was our um history teacher but he was also kind of progressive but he also was like really outdoorsy he kind of looked like um mr tumnus but like a better looking version i guess um is what i was told i just i don't know it's high school that was also so long ago people had a crush on my world's um civilizations teacher mr holmstetter he was, like, very much a dad, but, like, a good-looking dad and kind of buff. Um, male teachers. I'm thinking about when I, when I, we, we, this was a whole thing that we studied for. Um, and, like, you study about, like, hyperthermia and all that stuff and, like, all this shit. And you go to a winter camp and you stay there for, like, a week, so... You have to, like, pack all this stuff. And what we do is, like, all this learning about outdoors and shit. But, like, at the same time, the big anticipated thing is, like, you jump into the frozen lake and then you, like, go Absolutely into this. Not. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that was the thing. So what you do is, like, you jump into the frozen lake and then you, like, go into the sauna and then you jump in again. Absolutely not. And I was like, this is culty, but whatever. Because I was like, you have to do it. And then, like, they're, everyone's like, oh, my God, you have to do it. Like, it's everyone does it. So I'm like, fine. And I remember all the boys did it. And like, you have to like, get dressed really quickly after you're done because it's so cold. And I remember like, I put in my pants and I was like too, um, too shy to like actually change and get naked in front of everyone. But I remember looking up and this teacher's ass was like all in my face. And I was like, hello. So Mr. Steinhacker, thanks. Period. I'm going to look it up now because he was kind of handsome, but... Yeah, I'm, like, trying to find... I don't remember. Yeah. Because another thing... Private schools are kind of culty. Like, we didn't have a regular graduation ceremony. What you had to do was you bought, for me, a girls had to wear white dresses, and then the boys had to wear a um, a navy blue blazer with khaki... very Mormon. Mormon. I know, right? It's very culty. Uh, with khaki pants and, like, a tie and you ba- the parents actually make like an aisle so you walk down the aisle with a, a girl with your That's partner weird. right and then you walk down and then like you stand 
and formation and then you like form some type of line and like you just stand up there and i was like this is kind of culty but i'm just trying to get out of here so let's just do this and go and i think my partner i don't remember who she was i think her name was anya i think because you do have to do it by height i think and we would like go around the same height so yeah that was weird but whatever yeah, I'm only friends with like a couple teachers that I had in high school, um, but they're all. It was like my choir teacher and my English teacher that I talked about previously. Um, I have to say, my English teachers were very fierce too, and it's something about English teachers, you guys. I know they're always like very eccentric, like eccentric, eccentric, and like um, eclectic at times. But they're also, I think, the best teachers. Really, because. because- my English teacher, hey, Miss Clark, yeah, was fierce. And so I feel like gay students are just very, um, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, it's about. And we had a gay teacher, um, Mr. Severson, that was Severson, that was the English teacher as well. And then, uh, Miss Meisler, yeah, um, I gave my senior speech and I got a standing ovation, yeah, and she said that that was like one of the best, um, senior speeches that she's ever heard. And I was like, thanks, girl, period. I remember our choir teacher, and I'm like, damn, does she say, now I'm looking back, like, she probably says about everybody. Uh, I don't think she, I don't know. I'd like to think that she doesn't, but I'm like, maybe she does, though. Because um, I remember when our last choir concert as seniors, because, like, most of the class was seniors, she, like, read, like, all the places you will go by, like, Dr. Seuss, and she was like, you guys are a very special class, and I'm, like, really sad that you can see you guys, like, leave, but, like, super proud, and I remember that specifically mm-hmm. my senior year. And she's still really nice. Like, she's... She's, she sings like Ariel. So, I mean, like, oh, that's work. Yes, we love her. Also, a lot of the gay kids also cling, cling to the music teachers as well. But that's oh, a bitch, stereotype. I, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying in my experience. I hated music. They made us... Oh, my God. Now that I think about it, now, all these members are coming back, bitch. They made us take a music class. Like, they, you can't opt out of it. You have to take it. So, I chose a French horn. You, and I was, why would you take because uh, you can't sing yeah i don't want to i don't want to sing bitch period um so you pick the french horn yeah i was like french horn because i'm french we oui. <laughs> <laughs> oui. and um and so i would sit in class and luckily there are two upper class women that play the french horn they were girls they were not women they were children. yeah they were ladies <laughs> they were young girls young ladies and so they would play, and I would just pretend to play. <laughs> I and I and these girls were dedicated, bitch. They would take their French horn home every weekend, and I'm like, I'm not lugging that thing fucking back and forth from my house to school. I'm leaving that bitch here, and I would just pretend to play. I would just put the French horn up to my mouth, and like look that I was like playing. I like acted because I'm a great actress. They never, like, tested you one-on-one, like, to be like... They did. They did. I knew enough to, like, play. But I just didn't want to. So I knew, like, the notes and, like, how to, you know, get the... Get that tone. Because the French one only has three little finger things. So it depends on how hard you blow. It depends on what note you're going to get. So I knew how to play. I just didn't want to. And then, when they graduated, I was like, fuck, bitch. (laughs) No, I'm the upperclassman. Yeah, and so there were two lower-classmen like, um, that were playing next to me, and I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not going to fucking play. And then I got out of there as soon as I could, and I switched to art. 
because I was like, fuck. And then, and then the gag is, bitch, that my, um, orchestra teacher, she was like, why did you switch to art? You were such a good French horn player. And I was like, period, bitch, I know, but I love art, so. You're the worst. (laughs) And my art was fierce, and it was sickening. Um, yeah. Thanks, Miss Nash, and, oh my god, what's my ceramic teacher's name? I don't know. I even know the I know the names of the teachers that did band and ceramics that I didn't even have though. I didn't. I can't remember his name right now, but he was really sweet to me. Every art teacher was really sweet because everyone was like, "You so good. You should do." Whatever. As soon as I didn't have to take an art class anymore, I did not. I think for art, I took like fashion design and merchandising my freshman year, and then you're supposed to take like two gym classes, and I took gym my freshman year, and then I did it my sophomore and junior year because I'm like I'm in dance year round. Like, why do I have to take a gym class? Like if you, I feel like if you're in a sport, like an extracurricular sport, I don't think you should take gym because you're basically working out all the time anyway. You could only opt out at my school if you did it three, like at three, like every season you're in a sport. You didn't have to take gym. I'm See, like, but dance was year round basically. That's why I was like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. So my senior year, I took aerobics, and I told the story yesterday. Uh, I also had a um, a fierce. Um, dependency and addiction to five-hour energy drinks because... Yeah, you um, did, bitch. Like I previously mentioned, I would be at school, because I was in so many clubs, I'd be at school from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday, really. Wednesdays, I just did conditioning. Oh, bitch, another thing. They're, they're doing extracurricular shit. They're the coaches, the teachers. That's what I'm saying. And like they don't make that much more money as like a coach or doing anything. So like... You're doing clubs, extracurriculars, and, like, you have to come with all that out of pocket, like. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I remember my aerobics class. It was, I had fucking gym first hour, first period of the day. <laughs> oh, my God. Disgusting. And this is after I'm chugging a fucking five-hour energy. So, like, I remember at least once, maybe twice, I threw up. Because I was, like, five-hour energy. Workout. Step workout. And our, pre- our uh, aerobics teacher, Miss Ami, was literally pregnant all the time. Damn, all bitch. She's pregnant when I had that class. I'm pretty sure. She's still pregnant she, today. She honestly, I could look. Um, she was big pregnant because I remember she wasn't there the last part of that trimester. Oh, we did trimesters, not semesters, because we we're our schools are pregnancy. I think I don't know what we did. I can't remember. Hmm. But yeah. I mean, like, I wonder how much they make. Because, like, in in the private school that I went to, like, the teachers could get sabbatical or whatever. What does that mean? Oh, okay, I don't really know what that means. But I know sabbatical that they got it. means that you can typically, like, take a leave to, like, a oh, other places. Oh, okay, yeah, they got sabbatical. But what's the thing where... Tenure. Oh, yeah, where you basically can get fired type of thing. Yeah. So they got that at a certain point. And, like, these bitches were, like some more like phd like masters and like teaching at that school so i wonder how much they make and here's another thing bitch is that my 10-year reunion is coming up i think it's this year i'm not gonna go per mine is in a couple years and i'm gonna go just to cuss out the white supremacists but that's just a me thing <laughs> i just don't think that i would have fun because i didn't really connect with too many people i mean i connected with all the girls of color the asian girls and the black girls you know all five of us there are um, people that i feel like i would still 
like I would like to see again. Not that I'd have to see again, but like if I did, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're nice. There are people that, I mean, specifically like Sydney Ashley um, and Sarah that I think that, and like maybe Io, with that, I would seem to be like, bitch, or whatever. But for the most part, um, no. I would go to see who's gay now. Because you know they're there. Yeah. Because I remember that there was one um, one Asian guy, Steven, um, that was in the grade above me. And I would sit out in the lobby and um, he would like always stare at me. I'm like, hello? And he's gay now. So, Is hey, it cute? Um, I thought so. Wow. And um, there was another Asian guy, Alex, Alex Fung, that wow, I thought was... expose him. Sorry, that I thought was super handsome. Um... And I think now I look, let me look him up because I think he's like a weird finance guy now. You know the guys that are like all about finance and shit. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, let me look him up. Oh, I, never mind. He's not that handsome anymore. I'm like trying to think of like my high school crushes. Um, did I have? Well, the high school crushes I had. There was a kid that grew above me. Um. And he's not gonna listen to this. I don't think anybody from my school listens to this. <laughs> His name is DeAndre. Um, Period. He was cute. But we had one class together. Um, but now he has like two kids and he's like separated from both baby mamas. Um, and I think I'm cuter now than he was. So, like, <laughs> and never, nothing ever really came out of it. And did I ever have any other high school crushes? I think we had crushes outside of our high school. That's very true. That's true. very, very true. There yeah. definitely were a lot of APYC crushes. We don't need to talk about that. But when we know that, <laughs> we don't need to talk about anything else. Um, okay. We all know mine, per. Um, but one time in college, I used to have a big crush on my lab partner because he asked me to be his lab partner. It's very easy to get with Calvin. Yeah, I was like, me? Ah! Yes! <laughs> I was like, I do. Your work. <laughs> college crushes either i also just was like not really interested i was like you want me to hang out with you and do stuff with you I was yeah like, no 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 in college i was kind of mean because i wouldn't go to study parties because like or study groups because i was like what's the point i'm the smartest in the class wow i was like what am i gonna learn um so like, I, what are you gonna <laughs> teach me yeah i was like no. what so i was like i wouldn't go because i was like what's the point but also i went to metro state which is not like a normal college um, so it's like, I just, you know, um, I just went to class and then went home right away. That's what I was going to say. I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't really talk to anybody in college other than people in my class, which when even then was like, oh, actually, no, 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 no. There was, there was a kid in my, um, my speech class that I had a crush on, but I was like, no, I was like, he's nerdy though, which looking back, like that obviously got me nowhere because look at me now. Um, <laughs> I say nerdy is the fact that he was like a gamer because like we had we had to do a speech on something that we're like passionate about and his was like net neutrality and how he didn't want the internet to be interrupted by like big um, people taking over the internet. And I was like, he was really cute though. He was like Greek, I think, and he had like really long curly hair. I don't remember his name, but I just remember I looked at him a lot and I was like, this is weird. I shouldn't do this. Um, but I was I'm awkward. I don't like having crushes because it makes me even more awkward. So yeah, I had a crush on my lab partner. 
And then I had a crush on um, this guy, Ian Mai. You're just exposing all these yeah. people. No, because every because every time I talk about it with my friend Rory, he's like, "I wonder how Ian's doing today." I was like, "Period." Um, and um, and um, he's a Vietnamese guy, and we would like sit together, of and then course. Uh, of period. course, period. He's a Vietnamese guy. Period. Oh, makes sense now. <laughs> and oh my god, one time when I was looking at this is not related to school at all, um, but now I guess let's even I are talking about crushes. <laughs> Is that one time? It was at school. Yeah. No, this was when I was looking at Planet Fitness, and oh. this and this guy came in. <laughs> Another Vietnamese guy. His name was Alfonso. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, a Vietnamese guy named Alfonso. Yeah, it was spelled like, you know, A L A L P H. Yeah, P H. Yeah, P H. Yeah, it's typically spelled. Oh, that was F. Okay. Anyway, so he came in, he signed up, and then you get a free t-shirt, and then Ooh. he was like, oh, I'll just wear this right now. And then he took off his shirt and put the shirt <gasps> on. I was like, hello. And he is gay, and he does live in Minnesota. He was like, I moved here from whatever. And then, ew, what I did was looked him up on Facebook and added him. <laughs> ew. Are you friends with him? Um. Or did he not accept the No, he didn't accept. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who is this? You did that once. I did that once. <laughs> there was, there was someone. I'm not gonna explain the situation because this is a long time ago. But I had a crush on someone, and I had like seen them in public once. But like, I they definitely didn't know who I was, and like they were on like the people you may know because we'd gone, we were like around the same circles at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had accidentally added them on Facebook, and I was so distraught. I deleted it. I was like, fuck, they're still going to get the notification. And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> so embarrassed. Period, though. Ew, period. Yeah, I was like, I love that he didn't accept, but okay. <laughs> I guess that means no. I'm gonna Ew. I'm going to quit working at the gym now. It's weird now. Yeah, and then I told my friend Roy, and every now and then he loved to bring it up. <laughs> Facebook and he deleted your request because me too. Yeah, I was like, um, anyway. Yeah, I have the same type. I've realized that all the guys I like look like kind of similar. They're all Vietnamese. If you're a Vietnamese guy named Tony, I probably like you. So, there's that. <laughs> the bar is real high for y'all. Mm-hmm. If you say goodnight to me, wow, bitch. You're in. Marry me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think that's what I think that's it, right? right? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Um, respect teachers. Yeah, respect teachers. Um, don't get them what the fuck they want. Honestly, like they are literally like molding the future generations of this country and the world, really. So like, don't fuck with them. Really. Like that's really all I'm asking, and like, I think a lot of the time, like the teachers that teach and like are advocating for this excuse me are advocating because they care about their students Mm -hmm. and because they know that their students deserve better and like it's teachers don't do the work that they do for the pay obviously because it's not that great like you you gotta really love to teach and like educate youth to be a teacher really love to be abused by school-aged kids don't want to be a teacher to be Uh, yeah fucking clowned every day yeah literally so like support teachers let them end this strike. Let's get the kids back in school properly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, do that. 
and um, don't add people on Facebook that you don't know. <laughs> yeah, because they might not add you back. And um, don't let per don't let photographers take advantage of you. So true. Don't. Don't do that. Don't, do don't let them touch you inappropriately or at all if you don't want them to touch you. Um, or bring a friend. Yeah, always being a friend. I always, I remember there was a time where this photographer asked if we could take pictures. And at first he was like, yeah, let's take pictures of you and your boyfriend. And then he deleted the message. He's like, yeah, let's take pictures of you. And I was like, can I bring my boyfriend? And then he didn't respond. So I was like, I'm deleting this. Ew. It's just like that. And yeah. that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Good one. Thanks for hanging out with <laughs> us. Um, we'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys, bye. Bye.